0: And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is about a patient person, being a patient person. That has been the theme for the last few episodes because patience is a virtue, patience is Patience. You are being patient when you are waiting for something in a way that allows you to be calm while you're waiting. So it is very much a mindset, right? If we're being impatient, it's because we have some kind of expectation about how long something should take, right? And I deal with this a lot in my day-to-day work. I work as a... As an internet marketing consultant to new business owners primarily but I get some some advanced business owners as well a lot of beginning to um, intermediate businesses uh, not intermediate maybe that's not a good word but um, newer businesses and businesses that are still relatively young how about that and with a lot of these folks it's their first time owning and running a business they've been employees their whole life And now they're trying to make the switch or the shift into being a business owner, which takes a tremendous shift in mindset and in action. And part of my job as a coach, as a certified Fortune Builders coach, is to help people make that transition, the mindset shift, the practice shift, because there's a lot of new things that they're going to be doing. And... And it's very interesting to see the way people go through this, right? And so it's a big deal for me because I see a lot of people get frustrated, right? They have an idea about how long this whole thing should take or what's going to happen or how this is going to go down, you know, building a new business. And then it almost never goes that way, okay? Um, You know, people have expectations and then – those expectations slowly or quickly start to they start to recognize that and sometimes they don't recognize and i think that's the frustration actually is they think or maybe it is the frustration they they think like okay i'm gonna build this multi-million dollar business overnight and i say that um you know not not necessarily jokingly and, and not not to mean think it's going to happen literally overnight but within like a month or two you're like oh, okay I'm going to do this and this and then uh you know the money's just going to roll right in and I talked about this patience uh aspect on the first patience episode a few episodes back about about being being uh, aware of how things don't yeah, I don't quite remember I was going with that, but it basically this idea that it's going to just happen and um, delayed gratification—that's the one I was going for. Delayed gratification is really important in business too, because if we think it's going to happen overnight and then it doesn't, a lot of people get really, really frustrated. You get really impatient. Well, why isn't this working? Yet? Why don't I have? Why aren't I a multimillionaire yet? And for people that can't get around that a lot of times they just get so frustrated they quit you know they may have invested tens of thousands of dollars at this point and then because they're they have an unrealistic expectation around the timeline they they just quit they get so frustrated and they you know they blame um they blame the system they blame this or that and uh then they you know, they just get tired and, you know, this happens in life because life keeps happening, right? Maybe they, you know, lose somebody or, um, you know, they just get busy with their day jobs and, and whatever reason. I hear I hear them all, right? All the reasons in the world that somebody could just get too busy to come back to it and build their business. They just, they just kind of fade away. Um, and that's really sad. You know, they wanted it bad for a moment. But then when it didn't happen right away, they didn't want it bad enough to keep going after it. And that's the part that is so important for this conversation is recognizing that a lot of the times the things we want may take longer than we thought it would take to get them. And then the question becomes, okay, well, do I still want it? Yeah, I still want it. Okay, great. Well, now that you see that it's not going to be maybe quite as easy as you thought to get it, do you still want it? Knowing what you're going to have to put in to get it, knowing, getting clearer and more aware of the sacrifices that you might have to make to get that thing you want, do you still want it? And so uh, another question I end up asking a lot, is, uh, so I work with real estate investors. I'm teaching people and helping people learn how to build business systems. Uh, to help grow their real estate investing business and so I get in these conversations with folks about okay well now you know now we're into it a few months right you're starting to see like hey you're not going to be a multimillionaire overnight sorry to break it to you that's just not a very realistic expectation your timeline is not realistic right you've been an employee you thought you're going to just buy a a business and it was going to magically make money overnight without you having to do anything and and this isn't everybody obviously. I'm just kind of generalizing um I'm generalizing specifically the uh folks that get really frustrated, right? And why are they frustrated? Because they're they're at some level impatient, I believe. And it's understandable, we're hungry, right? We're business owners, we're entrepreneurs, we want it yesterday, we want to make this happen, we want to get our money, our investment and time investment back as quickly as possible, and nothing wrong with that unless it's causing us a level of frustration that prevents us from doing the work to actually make it happen, right? Being hungry, getting frustrated, and then going after it, perfect. Use it as fuel. Use it as fire, that burning desire, right? Got my burning desire. Oh, I don't have it yet. Man, I'm going to get after it. Oh, I'm not going to sleep tonight because I can crank this thing out because uh, that'll push me one step closer. And being hungry and going after it, that that is awesome and powerful. And that is where the burning desire comes into play. Right, is for fuel to make this thing happen, to go after it even when you're tired, even when you're cranky and not feeling like it, you still get up and go after it. And that's what successful people do, right? Meanwhile, other people who are maybe less successful or not having success yet might miss that point. They might miss that part of it, right? Because they're looking at the surface level, the success that somebody might have, but they're not looking at all the work that that person did to get there. And maybe they're writing it off. Well, it's easy for that person because they already have this connection. or And that might very well be true. And in fact, I point this out to to students all the time because, uh, again, with this frustration and being impatient, they're like, well, so-and-so started, you know, um, months after me and they already have multiple deals going. It's like, yeah, yeah, they do. But guess what? They, you know, maybe they have connections that you don't. So maybe it was easy for them because. So, does that mean that that can't happen to you? Maybe. Does that because maybe you don't have a rich uncle like they did that was able to help them out? Okay. Well, what is going to be the thing for you? I don't know what it is always. I you know, my job is to help you figure that out and point you in the direction of being resourceful, right? Instead of catching a fish and giving it to you, teaching you how to fish. And so this understanding of resourcefulness and patience and recognizing that anything worth going after, many times is going to be a marathon, not a sprint, that can totally change your whole attitude about the thing, right? And so very early on, I'm trying to help these folks understand the timeline so that they can have a better expectation and more patience around the process. And so for you, where are you at with that thing? If there's a reason you're not feeling patient around something, is it because you may be, have an unrealistic unrealistic expectation around when you should have it or when you should be it or when you should, you know, be there or doing the thing. And so is there a way to get a more realistic understanding of the timeline? And if you're feeling like maybe that's, you know, some of us are very, type a right and we want we want to be better than the average so maybe we're looking around and saying well everybody else does it in a year I want to do it in a month okay great and I totally get that I totally get that Um, and that causes me great frustration because I that's like kind of a default for me it's like "Oh, okay everybody else did it in a year cool I'm gonna do it in three months it's like well that's awesome that I'm so hungry right and that I want to go and overachieve or whatever for my own personal whatever but I also cause myself a heck of a lot of stress when I do those kind of things and a lot of frustration because now I'm impatient. I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to cut down this timeline. And again, nothing wrong with that because a lot of times I am able to do those kind of things, right? I'm able to find a hack or a better model or better system or, d- or just go out and build one my on my own. That's one of my specialties. That's one of the things I really enjoy doing. And at the same time, It's a great cause of stress for me at times because it's like, well, Winston, if you'd have just followed this system or this or that or, you know, like the timeline and not trying to do it faster, it would be a cakewalk. It'd be super easy, right? So, again, recognizing the stress points, the friction points that I may be causing for myself and recognizing how I could proactively change that. Oh, okay. It takes everybody a year. Great. Great do it for a year or maybe eleven months. Let's shoot for eleven months. That's my stretch goal, right? Have my regular goal twelve months, stretch goal eleven months or ten months if I you know whatever. But realigning, recalibrating my own expectations around a timeline. And this is a big thing with patients because patients it can be very much associated with timeline. And let's let's look at another example with kids because kids are again, they can be a great challenge for our patients right so kids let's say I'm being frustrated with the kids because I'm home and they're just like being you know they're just being kids doing what kids do getting on each other's nerves causing crying and um you know with our little guy he he gets very frustrated he gets very frustrated whenever (laughs) uh whenever like for anything he just sometimes it's just like dude please just don't cry just stop crying the crying is you know it's very rough because it's hard to some he just he gets frustrated when like we leave the room either elena or or i leave the room so we got him in the living room we're trying to get dressed now we got the kids all prepared now either you know either one of us is trying to use the restroom or get dressed and the moment we step through the little kitty gate to get to the other side or to go into our room, boom, he has a meltdown. Man, ah, he's throwing a fit. He's crying and crying. It's like, it's like every freaking time. It's like you can't walk from one side of the house to the other without setting him off, where he's gonna be upset that we're leaving, uh, you know, him there without, without him, going leaving that room without him. And that adds a heck of a lot of stress for me because it's like, I greatly dislike the sound of whining, I greatly dislike the sound of crying, and if every other thing I do is causing that stressful sound, it is quite the challenge for my patients, right? So what do I do? Take a deep breath, let it out quickly, and imagine all the stress just melting off of me, and I still hear the crying and the frustration. And then I start cussing under my breath, (laughs) if we're being honest, right? Because I'm trying not to break things at that point and trying to remember that I'm preaching patience and that I should be patient in this moment. And how do I find patience when things are being loud and cranky in the background and they're attached to me and there's this energy, you know, contest going on where he's fighting for my energy and I'm trying to defend it so I can... in a good mood and get stuff done right and that's the battle that is the struggle of the morning routine and being able to streamline that is still you know it's getting worked out working out the kinks but i recognize that struggle and so again we put things in process in place to try to make that process smoother and allows me to be more patient when these things happen because when he's in a good mood he's the most sweetest adorable magical thing in the world and I know how lucky I am to have him and how great you know how fortunate we are that he's healthy they're both healthy and those are blessings upon blessings upon blessings and I'm truly grateful for those things and you know when I stop to think about it it's it's you know I have no reason to get upset or impatient right and then if I were to let it I could get impatient with myself for getting impatient for him because I know how lucky I am. I know how happy I should be and every moment I should just be thankful in the moment and grateful for all that I have and for him, you know, even the crying because if he wasn't there crying, I would miss him, right? And I try to keep that balance in mind and use the perspective of using these countering perspectives to be able to give myself that space in the moment and be able to be more patient in the moment. Way easier said than done. Right? Way easier said than done. And so that's that's a practice though that I try to bring into the moment. So is there a practice that you can do some some reminder to yourself that allows you to be in the space of gratefulness, of appreciation and patience? And I think that those things can go together, right? If we're just appreciative of that thing or the ability to practice our patience and against the tests that are maybe being thrown at us, then maybe that is something we can be grateful for. And by being grateful, we can slip into that feeling of goodness and appreciation and positive feelings and calmness that comes with being okay with where we're at, right? And in, you know, practicing non-attachment. What were we attached to? We are attached to the idea that it should be a certain way or that it should be here now already. Um, And the last thing is uh, if I'm not being patient with um, our youngest Ethan, if I'm not being patient with him while he's in this baby stage, toddler stage, and uh, still, you know, crying at these times, um, you know, my my maybe unconscious attachment is that he should already be outside of this phase, right? Oh, he should already be sleeping on the way through the night every night and we shouldn't be regressing oh he should know that i'm just gonna be right back and he doesn't have to cry every time i go into the other room right those are the unconscious conversations going on in my head that if i'm not aware of them and i i don't have see and i'm just you know discovering this right now by talking with you Again, this podcast for me is a practice. This is part of my practice and part of my routine. I get to talk these things out. I get to recognize the opportunities for change and improvement in my own life. And I see, yes, these are unconscious attachments that I have. I can now release these attachments and expectations about how he should be. I'm putting my expectations on how he should be on him, and that causes us both distress. Because then I get frustrated and I'm losing patience and I'm yelling at him and telling him to stop and, you know, stop crying and this and that. And he's like, he's a toddler. He doesn't care about my logic for why he should not be crying or my expectation about why he should not be crying because he should be too old for that. And then in a moment, I'll blink and he will be too old for that. And I'll be crying that he's a, my little boy is grown up and what happens all the time, right? Isn't that a silly thing that I'll probably do? Yes, it is. And so being here now in the moment, being able to recognize that, I can start to enjoy him and appreciate him and even the crying even more now in my daily practice. And that's what I will be doing. That's how I will be practicing patience so that I can be a patient person, a person of patience and radiate that patience out through my household, which will allow us to go into the world and be more patient with others and create more social flow. So there you go, my friend. I appreciate you listening to this episode and practicing patience in your life with the people that you love and who are around you so that they may be more patient with others around them, that we may all be more patient with each other. Thank you. And until next time, be flowing.